What's up, y'all? Welcome back to episode 18 of the Deuce and Deck podcast. I'm, I'm Deuce. And welcome to another episode. And this is going to be a bit of a different format. We don't have a lot of news going on in the sports world right now. So we said, why not just do a topic? And we're going to be the, doing the topic of what happened to Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let you start it off first, and I, I'm going to chip in to what, what I think went wrong. All right. So to start off, you know, Cam Newton is a a former MVP, had the Panthers undefeated for 15 games, and was, you know, the feared, most feared quarterback going into the 2015 Super Bowl 50 against the Denver Broncos. And after that, everything just seemed to collapse. Everything just seemed to to fizzle in Cam Newton. He bounced from he got released from Carolina uh not not too long later. Went to the Patriots, had some upside, didn't really uh produce to what they believed he should have, and he kind of fizzled out there too, was released by the Patriots, and he hasn't had any luck getting the team since. Actually, he did have a little stint mm-hmm. with the Carolina Panthers again. Um, in the 2021 season, where he had a promising game against a um a very injured Cardinals team, um, and then the next yeah. few weeks disappointed and got benched in favor for PJ Walker. I, I well, go ahead. Um, honestly, oh no, you got it. Nothing went wrong. Like since football is a 90 percent mental game, I feel like he just wasn't there completely mentally. Like he had to take some time off. And he never really just allowed himself to sit out. Because I know when he wasn't picked up by anybody. Mm-hmm. Well, I know when the Patriots released him, he was working hard. Like, I don't know if you've seen his Instagram uh, stories or whatnot. Yeah, dude was working. Like, he yeah, was trying to yeah, get back yeah. on the field immediately. And I wanted to see him back out there. But it's like every time he gets back out there, it's like he'll have us in the first half. And then next thing you know, everything just goes down. So... I really don't know. Um, so I feel like we can start at the beginning, at the very beginning, uh, which is college. He starts off in 2007 at uh, Florida. As a freshman, he didn't he he played five games, mm. and was was really a, a a bench warmer in his two years at Florida in his freshman and sophomore year. And in his junior season, um, transferred to Auburn, where he played 14 games, had 2,854 yards, 10 10 yards per attempt, uh, 30 touchdowns and seven interceptions. Hey, (laughs) that's the Cam Newton I know. Yeah, and as, you know, you suspect, as, as the trend is with college quarterbacks, mainly college quarterbacks, go and sit somewhere, sitting behind the guy for a couple years, and then transfer and then ball out. Yeah. The Joe Burrow story. The uh, um, Who's some other guys that did? Mm-hmm. The Justin Fields story. The Jalen Hurts story. There's been a lot of QBs that do it. Um, yeah. You know, that's, you know, yeah, that's the trend. That's the trend to sit behind the guy, you know, get kind of – a thing going and then transferring and showing everybody what you're truly about. And that's what happened with Cam Newton. And he skyrocketed 
in the draft boards and became the number one pick, I believe, in the 2011 draft. Who was a monster? A great dual third QB. Yeah. Um, and so Cam Newton, his his first game, his first game was an absolute masterclass against the Arizona Cardinals. He had 422 yards and three touchdowns in his debut game. And just an incredible start for him. And it, it seemed to set the tone for what Cam Newton was going to be. It did. Definitely. Like, I know, uh, wasn't Ron Rivera the uh, head coach at that time? Yeah, I, know I believe he was so. Thinking, like, this is our guy. I believe so. Like, he started. He, he started all sixteen games. Uh, completed sixty percent of his passes. Uh, four thousand yards, twenty-one touchdowns, with seventeen interceptions. Like at the time, it was said that Cam Newton was going to be the next uh, be, next best uh, dual third QB. Yeah, pretty good for a rookie season. You know, going six and ten in his rookie year, you know, that doesn't determine much, of course. Um, the next year in 2012, he started all 16 games again. They went 7-9. He uh, completed 57% of his passes, just about 60, uh, 3,800 yards, 19 touchdowns, and 12 interceptions. Mm. You know, getting better, one more win, um, two less touchdowns, Five less interceptions. It's it's kind of trending in the this guy can yeah. have some potential watch. And in 2013, that's when the Panthers made that jump. Cam Newton again started all 16 games. They went 12 and four this time, improving vastly. He completed 61 percent of his passes. Uh, another 3,000 yard season, 24 touchdowns, and 13 interceptions. Oh, yeah. This dude was something. Yeah, and he uh, earned himself yeah, a Pro Bowl pro this year appearance. in 2013. His, his second Pro Bowl. Oh, his yeah, first yeah, one yeah. was in his rookie season. And 2014, uh, played 14 games. They went 5-8-1. and one. He completed 60% of his passes, pretty consistent in that point. Uh, another 3,000-yard season, 18 touchdowns and four inter- and uh, 12 interceptions. So double-digit interceptions all four years in the NFL so yeah, far. Yeah, that's a, that's a, I feel like that's a trend for dual third QBs, though. Double-digit interceptions. Yeah. It just happens. Um, yeah. Because when you yeah. run outside of the pocket and you're throwing on the run constantly all the time, you're going to come into exactly. something like that. Now, here is the year. 2015, Cam Newton starts all 16 games. The Panthers go 15-1. and one. He completes 60% of his passes, has 4,000 yards, 35 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. He wins the MVP. He's Offensive Player of the Year. He's all pro. He's a pro bowler. They have a a good postseason run, a great postseason run. And then it comes to the Super Bowl. 
we get to the Super Bowl. Oh man. Yeah. And in this Super Bowl against the Denver Broncos, against Peyton Manning's last ride Super Bowl, it it just it just all kind of fizzes. Yeah, the same energy they had throughout the season just didn't show up with them to the Super Bowl. I don't I don't know what went wrong. Right. And then and and that's the question. That's the question. What exactly went wrong in this Super Bowl? Cam Newton uh passer rating of fifty five point four in this Super Bowl game, two hundred sixty five yards and interception, no touchdowns, the score ends up being twenty four to ten. I mean you just answered that question for us. He had no touchdowns. They couldn't get open apparently. The offense couldn't the offense yeah. couldn't get going. I mean at, at all. the time that was a scary Broncos defense. And I'm a big paid Manny guy, so I was I was going for Manny yeah. in that Super Bowl. So I remember watching. I bet it <laughs> with my friend five dollars. But that defense was very good at the time. You had Prime Von Miller, didn't you have? Yeah. Uh, wasn't Ware still in the league at the time? Yeah, like yeah, man, you had the market Ware stiffling. Um, yeah, and you know the. The most often thing brought up from that Super Bowl is the infamous play where Cam Newton fumbles and in a moment of hesitation jumps back from the ball instead of diving on the ball. And people consider that the moment where Cam Newton's whole history changed. That that was probably one of the the most questionable decisions in a a Super Bowl game. People still think the Super Bowl is rigged to this day. Um, Yeah, and... Yeah, and it stirred this narrative about Cam Newton that he couldn't win the big one. And they may have been right because we haven't seen Cam Newton play to that level since 2015. He was constantly thrown for 3,000 yards. We haven't. Yeah, and and it's kind of, you know, demeaning to see this guy that was so great in this year, so great in the regular season, so great in the divisional and the conference championship, and it all just falls mm-hmm. apart in one game, and you never get it back. Yeah. And you just never, you never get it going get it back. how it used to go. Because this crazy dude was – Carolina only made – Carolina only made the playoffs once after that after Ooh. that Super Bowl year. And that was oh, 2017. Who did they have on that squad? What squad was that? Was that Luke Keekley's squad? Um, um Luke Keekley was on all of these okay. teams. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I don't know. Also, they're they're um that just that franchise in general just like started spiraling down. Yeah. Uh Jonathan Stewart, the running back. Um, he was, he was, uh, highly rated during that time. He was, you know, amongst top 10 yeah. backs in the league. A lot of people don't know about that Jonathan Stewart era. Yeah. 2015, Jonathan Stewart was a, a major mm-hmm. part of that offense. And you know, that offense had Kelvin, Kelvin Benjamin yeah. as well. Kelvin. 
which we could probably get to that in a in a whole nother You gotta go, man. You gotta go. You gotta go. I'm recording. <laughs> Kids, you gotta love them. <laughs> you gotta love them. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that Kelvin Benjamin thing could get a, a yeah. whole thing by itself. Um, so the following year, 2016, he uh plays 15 games, starts 14 of them. They go six and eight. Mm. Mm-hmm. A, a, yeah. a tremendous downfall. Uh. It's just, it's just appalling to me how this happens. The, the Super Bowl might have took a toll on them in twenty six. Yeah, of course. That mentally, they go six and eight. He, uh, he completes fifty two percent of passes, thirty five hundred yards, nineteen touchdowns, fourteen interceptions. So, a, a down year, really. Um. In the next year, in 2017, they seemingly pick it up. Cam Newton starts all 16 games. They go 11-5. and five. He completes 60% of passes again, 3,300 yards, 22 touchdowns, 16 interceptions. Uh, it's still a good uh, completion interception ratio. It's all right. Yeah. Um, but, but now looking at the stats like this, see, like seeing this makes it seem like 2015 was almost a – kind of lucky year kind of just a right place and right time situation, situation where yeah. all the stars aligned yeah because where you kind of have to produce surrounded mm-hmm. by all that talent because that team i'm not gonna say they weren't anything but like far as names go they didn't really just have crazy names but like yeah. the star receiver was Kelvin Benjamin. No disrespect to him because I like Kelvin. But, <laughs> it, I, I mean, that says a lot. That the star receiver was Kelvin Benjamin at the time. Yeah. The following year, 2018, uh, Cam Newton plays 14 games. They go 6-8 and eight in those games. He... He has uh, what year? Twenty eighteen. He has twenty four touchdowns, thirty three hundred yards, seventy percent of passes completed. His best his, a career year in terms of passes completed. Uh, thirteen interceptions, and a six and eight record as a starter. Uh, so back to what you were two years ago. And it's kind of an inconsistency that seems to be the trend. Uh, a lot of things start falling apart. This is a Christian yeah, McCaffrey year, though. And Christian McCaffrey is the highlight of this team, undoubtedly, for the mm-hmm. next three years. 2019, Cam Newton only plays two games. He goes 0-2 in those games. Not very good. And in those two games, completes around 60% of passes, 572 yards, and an interception. No touchdowns. Mm-hmm. 
of course, an injury-riddled season. Um, Carolina has a bad year. And, of course, Christian McCaffrey's that bright spot. Yeah, he brought light to that offense. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And in that offseason, Cam Newton is released. And there's so much speculation. What what happened? Uh, there was so much animosity towards the Carolina uh, the Carolina Panthers organization had from fans yeah. getting backlash. Why releasing Cam was the decision they made. Why do that? This guy has brought you to a Super Bowl. This guy has made the playoffs four times. This guy has been our guy for the past 10 mm-hmm. years. And they just release him. Because of the ankle yeah. injury, of course. I feel like what they wanted out of Cam um, Newton, they didn't get. So they just kind of released mm-hmm. them because they didn't get what they wanted at the time. And, and they course, were they they were so eager to get back to. How and of they course, you're going to be exactly. disappointed. Yeah, of course you're going to be disappointed, especially after 2015, where right. you go 15 and one, you make a Super Bowl, and you disappoint in that Super Bowl. We've seen countless times where a loss in a Super Bowl results in just calamity mm-hmm. for a team. Such as uh, a Seattle Seahawks in 2015 where they lose to the Patriots um, in the final 24 seconds of the game and the Legion of Boom falls apart. And just recently, Russell Wilson gets traded and that team was crumbling down since that 2015 Super Bowl. And this is the end result of it now. But the fact is, this Carolina Panthers, the detriment of this team happened a lot sooner than it has for these past Super Bowl losers. It happened in the span of a year, if if that. Um, But in 2020, Cam Newton does get picked up by the New England Patriots, needing a quarterback after Tom Brady chooses to go to Tampa Bay. He starts 15 games. He's 7 and 8 in those games. He completes 70% of passes, 2,600 yards, only 8 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. Not a good season. Probably his worst season. Well, it is his worst season of his career. In 15 games. In 15 games, you throw 8 touchdowns. To be fair, he had a lot of touchdowns on his legs, though. But true. Being a quarterback in the NFL, being a starting quarterback in the NFL, having won an MVP not even 10 years ago at this point, being a uh, a former Super Bowl, uh, being in a Super Bowl, being an offensive player of the year, being the rookie of the year, making two Pro Bowls before that, um, really made this sure. inexcusable for people that were fans of mm-hmm. Cam Newton's play. Really made this probably the low point yeah, of his career. Like I said, if you if you were following up on his socials at the time, you could see dude was working. Like you would have thought that he would have came back and yeah. resembled his MVP self, but it was not like that at all. It it just didn't happen for some reason. And it goes to a point where you think, was it the mentality? Because he had the you know the winner mentality the kind of brush it off and keep going mentality that 
didn't really fare for long. It it may have like just all winded up being just the right thing at the right time and all the stars aligned in 2015. And it makes you think if uh, Cam Newton was ever this uh, huge star, was ever this great quarterback to begin with, then it really made people think about that. And it really made people, you know, kind of upset that they were, that they felt like they were kind of bamboozled into believing this was some great QB and then getting the product of eight touchdowns and 10 interceptions in 15 games. Right. Like, I don't necessarily want to hold that grudge against him because we've seen what he could do. But it's just like it was it was so anticipated for him to get back on the field and everybody was just hoping for Superman Cam. And we got Cam. Yeah. And we saw the flashes. We saw – Great, we saw what may have been the yeah. next great QB, what could have been probably a top tier, probably even bouncing into like you know, top 30, 25 mm-hmm. all time range. If we saw that production from 2015 keep up, maybe even maybe. top 10 because being a dual threat, having so many touchdowns on your feet while also in the air, that plays a role in it as well. In in a way, Cam Newton could have, you know, even though he kind of did pave the way for these kind of dual threat QBs, which I believe uh, in the modern age that Russell Wilson did more than yeah, uh, Cam Newton right. did. Um, but having this run and gun type deal go on and you see the product of it. Mo- uh, a lot of all – of his seasons actually multi uh double digit yeah. interceptions. They they uh, he he all his seasons were double digit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all of them. And then we get to 2021. Um Cam doesn't play most of the season, but a QB needy Carolina comes and picks uh Cam Newton up. Eight games. He starts five of them. He goes 0-5 in those games. He completes around 55% of passes, 684 yards, four touchdowns, five interceptions. Mm. And is benched multiple times in favor of P.J. Walker, the guy from the yeah, XFL. which is crazy. Or... And in some games, P.J. Walker actually outperformed oh, Cam Newton. We all seen it. <laughs> and it furthered the narrative that 2015 was nothing but a, a, a fluke year in a way. Was nothing but a, a one-hit wonder. Yeah. Definitely was a one-hit wonder. And Cam Newton... And Cam Newton became forever this what if. I mean, like, what's the what if though? Like, what could have what could have went different to better his career? Like, there's so many what ifs surrounding Cam Newton. What if Cam dived on the ball? What if Cam Newton 
uh, yeah. didn't get hurt in 2019. What if the Patriots never picked Cam Newton up? What if just so much, so many questions surrounding the if ands, the buts, the should have, would have surrounding mm-hmm. Cam Newton? Do you think he fin- will go ahead? And there doesn't it, seem to be not, a set answer. It's not a set answer at all. Do you think he should call the raps and retire? Um, I don't know. Um, he definitely believes that he can be in the NFL, which yeah. I don't doubt. He can definitely be in the NFL, but a starting quarterback, I I doubt that severely. And the the person Cam Newton is, I don't think he would be able to handle a bench role. I don't think he would be able to sit behind somebody. I just don't think that's the kind of person. Yeah, because he holds himself so high to be able to do that. He holds himself very high. Cause, yeah, I mean, look at the numbers he's been putting up since he's been in the league. Like he just recently started getting into his worst seasons, but like he's been like early on, he was throwing for three thousand yards almost every season with a sixty uh, completion percentage. So yeah. I mean. He holds himself pretty high, and I can I can see that, but I I generally don't know. <clears throat> I think he probably should just give it one more year, and if it's not what he wants it to be, he needs to just go ahead and hang up the cleats. Yeah, maybe a team like Cleveland comes calling. A team um, like Seattle might come calling. A, a team like Carolina. Yeah. Might come calling. Um, there's just so many possibilities, and there's so many questions to what could have happened. Went different. It's, it's no tell, though. And there's there's just so much that could have happened, that should have happened, that that is just kind of up in the air. It, it's a question nobody can answer because nobody truly knows um, whether it was 2015 or whether that's just how he's always mm-hmm. been. My my guess is it was just mental. Like, he got in his head a lot. He probably I was started down spiraling. Yeah. It's mental. And that may have been the case. That may have been the case in a way where uh, he just wasn't in the right mental place. And every time he you know, suits up for a game. Every time he plays, he's thinking, you know, what if, what if I do this wrong? What if I get this wrong? You know, a lot, a lot of just in his own head. Wonder if that could be the case. But the thing is, we would never know because he never showed that. He never um, really expressed that. He always put up this, you know, confident front that he could Mm -hmm. be the guy still. And we'll never know if that bothered him. We'll probably never know if, you know, the the fumble bothered him, whether the Super Bowl in general bothered him, whether the run with the Patriots bothered him. We'll never truly know. Because Cam happened. isn't the – I feel like Cam is the type of person to come out and admit to something like that. Yeah. So we'll truly never know. And to to finish us off, uh, just overall in his career, 
finished with 148 games played, 144 of them started. Uh, finished with a 60% completion percentage. 32,000 uh, yards, 194 touchdowns, 123 interceptions. And an MVP, an Offensive Rookie of the Year, uh, an Offensive Player of the Year, two, um, an All-Pro, three Pro Bowls. And Do you think Bowl he gets Hall of Fame with those type of numbers? Not at all. No. If Julia Edelman can't get a Hall of Fame, Cam right. definitely doesn't get a Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, there's like if Eli Manning doesn't get Hall of Fame, then Cam Newton has no shot. If Eli Manning does get Hall of Fame, however, there is a sliver of possibility. But the way it's trending, no. I don't believe uh that one year in 2015 gets you a Super Bowl. I mean gets you a, a Hall of Fame. Not at all. Because the the picks and touchdown ratio isn't isn't the best. Take it off with, yeah. And uh, just really not much else. I believe we, uh, yeah. you know, covered everything. Really got to bear with us, guys. Trying to get as much stuff so, done as possible without sports. <laughs> So a really short episode, just you know, and uh, a discussion really uh, between us two, and not really much going on in in sports right now. So I figured we could just do something like this. You know, we can do this more often if you guys, if if this is like something you guys uh, want to see us do, like just discuss things like this. Um. So with that being said, uh. That's that's yeah. all. That's about all for us from today. You'll probably catch us next week around the same time, uh, probably a Wednesday or Thursday. Um, but other than that, that's that's about it. So we'll catch y'all later. Uh, right, Deuce and Deck out.